the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Yes, happy hump day. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K show on this hump day. I don't know, maybe we should be checking to see uh, what the numbers are for the Powerball because I got my ticket in my pocket. What was that song by? Was it Alanis Marset? I got one hand in my pocket and another one giving a peace sign. Yeah, might have to check those numbers. Um, of course, my man is with me every night of the week, and and he's promising. I think I might have it on record that if he wins the lottery, he's not going to quit on me. It's DJ Potato Skins. I haven't even played, so this time not there's a it's not happening. You what? Said so this time I didn't play, so this time it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm here for sure. <laughs> All righty. Who's also here with us every Wednesday night of the week? Speaking of money, honey, it's the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, a.k.a. Dynamite Woman, what's up? Well, what's up is hopefully I'm going to be the proud winner of a of a Powerball ticket here. Uno momento. Uh, financial thought, Doctor. Do you do you ever play the lottery? Once in once in a while, I do. I did not play tonight. Okay. Well, I I tell you what. If I win, since it's one point two billion dollars, I think yeah. I might have won enough to where I could share a little bit with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tell you what, AK, if I ever win it, I'll share with you, Don. Okay. All right. It's a deal. Okay. So um, whew, we best be looking at a red wave next week because it, there, it, it, it would defy the imagination and, and defy credulity. And just it would be absolutely insane for the American people to keep the Democrats in office given what they've completely done intentionally to destroy the economy. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better uh, in anytime soon. In fact, Fed Chair Powell came out today. They've indicated another increase in interest rates. And in fact, let's play this clip for everybody to hear, because I want you to hear it directly from Fed Chair Powell himself. Skins, please play clip two. At some point, as I've said in the last two press conferences, uh, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases as we approach the level of interest rates that will be sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal. There is significant uncertainty around that level of interest rates. Even so, we still have some ways to go. And incoming data since our last meeting suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates will be higher than previously expected. All right, Elhoff. So basically, um, it's the the interest rates are going to continue to go up and up and up. I mean, I, I'm flashing back on my parents buying a house in the 80s in Louisiana 
with interest rates that was in the 20s. It was like 21% interest rate. Is that where we're going here? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, it's getting there. They're at seven now. But I'll tell you something. If you think about what has taken place in the last two years or less than two years, you have no one to blame except the administration here. Yeah. You have no one. I, I mean, it's not clear cut. I, I've heard the cut from Biden saying, well, gas was $5 a gallon when mm-hmm. I took office. Now it's three nine. Well, that's a lie. It's yeah. unbelievable how much people on the progressive left side can lie and get away with it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very clear cut. If you like higher inflation, if you like higher gas prices, if you like paying more for your food, then you better vote Democrat. But if you don't like that stuff, you might want to think there's an alternative choice out there. Well, yeah, um, last week, I think it was after you were on the show, we saw a report, Skins found an article showing that uh, we had about 20-something days of diesel fuel left. I think, it, it, yeah, it might, we might have talked about it with you. I don't remember. We talked about it last week on the show, 20-something days left of diesel fuel. And uh, meanwhile, uh, we're exporting um, all of our natural gas. I mean, we're, I, I don't know how much of diesel we're exporting, exporting. Um, but it, 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 I'm not hearing much about that in the mainstream media, about the low amount of diesel fuel we have. There are some um, uh, people in the energy sector that are saying, well, you know, we're, it, it, it's not likely to impact you that much. Um, it's not as though there's going to be. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, you know, there there will there won't likely be days to where there is absolutely no diesel fuel at the pumps. It's just more likely to be a situation to where um, prices are going to go up. Well, that like that's OK. I mean, so we've already got we've already got record prices, record inflation, and now if this diesel fuel crisis that we've heard about is ends up happening, how much higher are prices going to go? Well, I tell you, you know, if you factor in the cost of diesel fuel, most of the stuff that comes to your door eventually goes through a diesel truck. Yeah. Okay. And if they have to pay higher, that means you have to pay higher. And if you have a situation where diesel, and most of the people up in the Northeast area, they use diesel fuel to warm their home during winter. And what are we coming upon? The winter. And having heating oil, diesel oil, and having the stuff that you need to have to warm your house and to cook your food is going to go through the roof mm-hmm. if we have a real diesel fuels crisis. Right. And, and, and this at the same time where interest rates are going up, we know that during the last two years as the inflation hit, people are maxing out on their credit cards. 
Now they're going to be buried. So we could be looking at all types of, you know, debt, a debt crisis coming forward because part of what happened in, in 08, 09 was a lot of people, you know, um, going bankrupt, a lot of BKs happening, people foreclosing on their homes, right? Um, because, it, you know, the, it, are we, yeah, maybe it will lower demand. There will be few people trying to buy, but how many are on a variable rate loan that won't be able to make the mortgage payments? Or maybe they're okay right now, barely getting by making their mortgage payments, barely getting by trying to feed their family, but they've got the credit card debt that they're not going to be able to manage, and then they're going to foreclose. Uh, if we, this this rise in interest rates, yes, it will tamp down demand, but how many businesses then are going to suffer who were barely getting by trying to recover from COVID, and now they're going to have to lay off workers who are maxed out on their credit cards? I mean, the ripple effect from, you know, it's one thing these economists can talk and even financial people like yourself who, who uh, you know, it can become um, just like numbers on a page or whatever, but the impact on real, the, on real people's lives is devastating. They manufactured this inflation crisis and now their solution is going to create a crisis on the back end, won't it? Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what, taxes, inflation, regulations, and depreciation of the dollar is going to affect us all. And if you don't have a plan in place to defeat those, and what is the plan in place to defeat those? What you need to do is that every dollar that you're spending today, you need to be able to see, okay, is that dollar doing one thing for you or is it doing multiple things for you? Because that's, what has to take place? You have to live on 15%. You have to live on 85% of your income, save 15%. And that 15%, you have to put the work in areas that you have more than one turn on the money. That's why the banks, the institutions, and Wall Street make money. Because they don't care about you. They have structured these products so that you give them money, you give it to them every month, and they hold on to it as long as possible. When it's time to give it back to you, they dribble it out. That's what the financial institutions and governments are doing to us today. And if you need to identify, I have found that 1% to 10% of people's money is being wasted to these programs because they have no idea of what other alternatives there are. Okay, well, there's people listening right now. They're going, well, this sounds like like a kind of plan that's only for people that are the wealthy. No, it starts off, I tell you what, I tell you what, when you go and get your nails done, who do you get them done with? What do you, uh, you go to a little nail salon. There you go. And who is there? Well, uh, the the gals and men who do nails. Vietnamese. Yeah. Right? Yeah, a lot of them, yeah. They came over, busted poor and Baton Rouge, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> we have a huge Vietnamese population in New Orleans and Baton Rouge for sure. <laughs> but I tell you, those folks, they... You talk to them doing your nails and say, 
when did you come over? And what did you do? And, you know, they have their kids going to the finest schools in the country. They have their kids going to the finest high school. They mm-hmm. have their kids. They are supporting them, and they're doing your nails, Anthony. I, I, I mean, Andrea. Yeah, you're right. In fact, this I'm glad you brought this up because we had Kenny Shu on last night, who is uh, Asian American, and he's and he's uh, you know he's got a book about wanting a colorblind society and about there's these lawsuits right now being heard in front of the Supreme Court because the colleges and universities are trying to you know they're trying to lower how many Asian Americans get into Harvard and the Ivies in order to make way for you know black students when the Asian American culture is look they. Can't came here and they head down legs grinding right just grinding it out hard work and ambition and they're making it happen and you're absolutely right and you just have to be willing and it you know that you have to have a strategy and you have to be willing to be a little bit of discipline a little disciplined like the asian american community the disciplined and hard work and you know um and be willing to take a look at what your situation is it, it now is not the time i know it's ugly to open up the 401k statements it's scary to think about it, but it's kind of like, um, you know, ignoring ignoring that lump on your leg isn't going to make the lump go away, right? You got to go in. You got to go in and get the x-ray, x-rays, get the scans, get it looked at, and get a diagnosis and, and get a treatment plan in place. Because ignoring it, it's only going to cause it to get worse, right? Totally. And that's what I do because I have a model that I put to work with people. They complete their information and we can analyze it. We can do a scan Mm -hmm. and see what you're doing. We can do a scan and project future forward what is going to take place. Just like when you go into your doctor, he does Mm -hmm. an x-ray. He does a GP scan. He does all that stuff and evaluates where you are right now. And then they come up with a treatment plan and they say, look, you need to take this medicine here. You need to go into rehab. You maybe need to deal with this over here. You may need to adjust your diet. And you know what? Sometimes it involves things you don't want to do. Sometimes you find out, you know what? It ain't that bad, right? And it's actually good news. But ignoring it just isn't the solution. So one of the reasons why I've got Elhoff on every week is I know that the times are scary right now. I know people are trying to figure out what to do. I'm not an expert at it, but Elhoff is, and he can help help you figure it out. It starts with a 15-minute phone conversation, totally low-key. You don't need to be scared. You just need to do it. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. 619-548-0965. You can also go to Financial Thought Doctor, but I prefer you calling me. 619-548-0965. It's very likely I'll pick up, but if it doesn't, it goes to voicemail. I'll mm-hmm. call you back as soon as possible. And I'm sure Elhoff is going to call you back quicker than he does me when I call him. <laughs> 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 All right, my I dear. Never get a call from <laughs> you, I know. I always text you. All right, my dear. Thanks for being here. All right. Take it easy. Fighting Meadows. Get him, girl. All right. Thanks, Amooch. All right. Y'all stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up. 888-344-1170 is our call-in number. Email me at andreakshow.com and stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
news, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I don't know why questions like this fascinate me and interest me, but it's, it's a question for you guys out there. You may think that I'm so weird for asking this, but it's actually not my question. I just saw this on Instagram as I was looking at um, some amazing looking pasta dishes because, yes, I'm, I'm starving right now. Here is and this is a question for you, Skins. And I think I know how I, I think I know how you're going to answer this. It's also a question for you guys out there. 888-344-1170. How long? Here's the question on Instagram. How long will you guys leave out a glass of water in your house and still drink it? It's not like it. It goes bad, but after a while, it's weird, right? I don't, let, let me tell you how I feel about it. I won't drink out of a glass of water that's uncovered. I will drink through a straw of like soda water over ice. For some reason, that doesn't creep me out, but it does creep me out. It's like, I feel like stuff is falling into the glass of water and like, and it just, ugh, I can't, I have to drink my water in a bottle with or, or in something that it has a closed top on it. Skins, do you have a comment? I'll have an open glass. It could literally sit out, but it can only be day of. Anything after that day, no, it's, it's, it doesn't even taste good really at that point. For me, it's just like, I don't know what, I don't know what it's, it's been exposed to. It's just, there's too much, in my opinion, that could flow, that could fly. I always look, if I don't see, if I, and I know there's (laughs) small particles, if I don't see floaties, I'm good. (laughs) I'm actually surprised because you're so fastidious. But you know what? This also comes from, I guess, being a parent because I used to have to uh, share backwash, for lack of a better word, when (laughs) when you have kids. (laughs) You had two twin boys. Yeah. So if I can't see it, it's clean. (laughs) I don't know. I just, there's something about, isn't it weird though that I can drink I could drink an open glass with like something over ice with a straw, like my club soda. Um, but that's the only thing that I would, my cup, my coffee that I drink from at home actually is, has a lid on it. I don't, it has a lid on it. That's just, it, I don't know. I, I, I'm beginning to sound like I'm OCD or I'm kind of weird. I know. Okay. So you're already on the question. We might as well go there because I'll usually go until it, if, like if I get a nice coffee. And I buy it from Starbucks. Yeah. And it's no longer cold. It's been far too long. I can't finish it. I've never had one go that's not. I mean, for me, they normally finish, don't last that long, but yeah. there have been times. Yeah. No. Um, no. Once it can never go. It can never get lukewarm on me because I just drink them too quick. I just drink them too quick. Soda, though, if soda gets warm on me. Ooh, it, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. There, there's no drinking. Especially doctor. Actually, with Dr. Pepper. It has to be ice cold. That is the ideal temperature for DP. I'm not a DP drinker. No? My sister is obsessed with DP. I didn't really like any sodas growing up. You know, Fresco was my main soda as a you kid. You know what? That was a good one. I love Fresco. It's got that Do little Do they make bite. it anymore? Oh, yeah. I still love my Fresco. Ooh. That's like the I had Fresco and Perrier or Club Soda. I'd have to have Fresco Fridays. Drink. Yeah. All right. Getting back to something serious. Um. <sighs> I don't even know how to, here is, nobody's really talking much about the border going into the midterms, um, and I'm not really sure why, because we know that the leading cause of death in, in this country between those ages 18 and 45 is fentanyl death, and how are they coming in? Across the border, 
right? We know that there were reports to be careful with your kids for Halloween candy because uh, so much of the fentanyl coming over recently they got was in candy boxes, right? Uh, There was all this attention going on with the border um, when DeSantis and Abbott were flying illegals, right, to D.C., and to Martha's Vineyard. But for some reason, the border, I guess it's because the economy is so bad. And I get it that that is such a winning issue for the Republican Party. But it's not the only issue. We've got to be reminding people about all the issues that take place, because there's lots of people out there. First and foremost, there's many people out there that are not suffering right now economically. There's a whole lot of limousine liberals. There's a whole lot of conservatives that haven't lost a dime, still fat, right? And still doing well. You, you, and, and not to mention the fact that it's an absolutely huge issue. It's just not being given the spotlight, right? There's a reason why Kamala Harris has avoided the border because they they know that this is not a winning issue for the American people. They know that the, the when 2014, when Democrats and independents joined Republicans and gave control of Congress to Republicans in 2014, it was for two reasons. It was Obamacare and it was the border at the time under under Obama. This is the, the American people, including the Hispanics, don't want the border. One of the main reasons why we're starting to bring Hispanics over to the Republican Party. We had Mayra, Mayra Flores uh, from Texas, who was denied being on the, the uh, Congressional Hispanic Caucus, by the way, because they said she wasn't Hispanic enough. This is a winning issue for us. And case in point, well, I don't know why I'm not hearing anybody talk about the fact that the Biden administration has slammed the Arizona border closure as, quote, trespassing. How is it that it's considered trespassing for a state to seal the border? How are Americans trespassing on our own land? According to this article, which is from uh, One America News, An an attack by the Biden administration was prompted by Arizona Governor Doug Ducey building a makeshift border wall using double stacked shipping containers. He started building these container walls two weeks ago uh, and was able to cover a thirty nine hundred feet. That's a lot. That's almost that's a better part of a mile of open border near Yuma. He used one hundred and thirty stacked shipping containers in just 11 days. Just 11 days. I mean, why are we not doing that everywhere, right? So then the Biden administration has come back and said, um, hey, well, let me let me finish this by saying his plan is to do t- a 10-mile section using more than 2,700 double-stack containers, each spanning 60 feet. Hey, where there's a will, there's a way. If you have no border, you have no nation. And every day that this border has... Um, you know, we've had a total, I think, just in the past two years of upwards of three million. You think about that three million illegal aliens into this country. Uh, it's, it's unconscionable to to um, the Biden administration has accused Arizona of, quote, trespass against the United States. This trespass, they said, is harming federal lands and resources and impeding reclamation's ability to perform its mission. The Bureau of uh, this uh, reclamation is the Bureau of Reclamation's Lower Colorado Basin. Oh, I'm sorry. Are these containers messing up your federal land? Oh, what uh, like um, bodies that are dying in the desert? That's not messing up federal lands. The fentanyl coming across into federal lands. That's not messing up federal lands. The child trafficking. How about the trees that are that are strewn with with lingerie and underwear? 
from the child and sex traffickers. That's their that's their loot, right? That's their bounty that they're loading up in trees. That's not messing up federal land. No, it's the shipping containers. Insane. Local officials estimate that at least 300,000 migrants have illegally crossed just uh, just this particular stretch of Arizona border this year alone. So hat tip to Ducey. The idea, the, the goal that the Biden administration is saying that Arizona is trespassing on federal lands. Just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Andrea, and I know there are a ton of issues, but I really believe on my heart as we head into the midterms that the economy and the border are the top two issues that should be, if your candidate is not pushing these issues, do not vote for them. Yeah, because how do you really separate the economy from the border in and of itself? We're $31 trillion in debt. They're intertwined. They're intertwined. These illegals, you look at the images online of these MS-13 gang members being given $1,200 and a smartphone. Who do you think's paying to put all these people up? Who do you think's paying for their airline, uh, for, for their flights everywhere? And not even just to send them up to, to D.C., right? Or to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Those were just a couple of flights. The U.S. government is taking our money and dispersing them around the country putting them up in resorts and hotels like here in San Diego. We're paying for that. We're paying for the health care. We're paying to educate millions of these illegal aliens that have broken in here. Most of them are adult males. They're not children. And they're not coming here to do jobs that Americans won't do. It's killing us economically. And in fact, in 2014, when uh, the Democrats and independents uh, just talked about, gave uh, the power to the Republican Party, because when they had the House... The excuse was, well, we got to have the Senate, right? So they were given the Senate. It, so much of it was the, was because the African-American community were like, these are the people that we're competing with for jobs. These people coming here are taking jobs directly away from the African-Americans. It's one of the reasons why when Trump came down the escalators and was chanting, people started chanting, build the wall, right? Because this was about economy and that, and the Democrats know it. That's why they're trying to hide this. I was surprised last night I reported how this uh, New York Post had an article out. Everybody's talking today about how um, the white suburban women are starting to go GOP again. It's, it's mind numbing how any of them ever voted Democrat. It just goes to show how you can manipulate people and turn them into single issue voters. Um, but you know, uh, it, it, as I looked inside the, those polling numbers, I was disappointed to see in one of the polls when it came to top issues, only 8% mentioned crime. And I think it was only 11% mentioned the border. How, how, is, how is it that low? It's, well, one of the reasons why it's low is that the Republican Party has not been emphasizing it. When I get emails from the Republican Party about topic suggestions, it's all 100% the economy. But we can walk and chew gum. You know, you've got to understand that there's more issues that the American people and why, why, why just focus on one issue, even if it's a winning issue skins? Is it because it, I mean, why not? Why not do a laundry list of everything that the Republican Party uh, that the Democrats have done? There was an ad that was running in Philadelphia that I saw the other day that was planned to run in Philadelphia. What's going on there with the crime wave? That footage that footage that's going of what's happened in the streets of Philadelphia, it's literally like a war zone. Chicago, the murder rate is up 53%. In New Orleans, I can't even, if when I go down there, I can't even go to New Orleans. I can't even go down to the French Court. I got to get off the plane in New Orleans and go to Baton Rouge. 
because it's that dangerous down there. They're actually looking for civilian people to volunteer to be on the police force. Well, and again, I, I mean, crime goes right back to the border issue because the, the more people you let across the border illegally, yeah, of course, crime's going to go up. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, and a lot of it, though, has to do with this no bail policy and people like Fetterman running for office bragging about how he wants to put murderers back out on the streets. Meanwhile, by the, by the way, the guy who uh, reportedly attacked Paul Pelosi, he's, he, he ain't being let out without bail. No, they keeping, they keeping him squarely, squarely in the house. All right. We're going to take a break. But don't you go anywhere. We got more to rap about on the other side of the break. That Clarence Thomas, he just doesn't know what diversity is. <laughs> we'll share that with you when we come back. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So last night we talked to Kenny Shu, who wrote a book about uh, Asian Americans and wanting to and, and them being discriminated against it was really it detailing a lot about the the case against harvard that's going on that's actually being heard right now um well arguments were the other day and they're going to be they're considering the case right now so um the left is is of course hysterical that the democrats you know might be doing away with affirmative action and we don't usually play a lot of clips from the alleged ladies of a certain talk show but when it's content we think that is is um leads to a discussion about what's going on in this country then but then we're we're willing to you know we're, we're willing to play it we're willing Just to don't make call our, the name of the show <laughs> exactly i won't um so um here is one of the this is actually an attorney sunny hostin is supposedly allegedly an attorney and here's what she had to say today uh about what's going on with this case in front of the supreme court and in general with the republican party clip six money most of clarence many of clarence thomas's law clerks work at this law firm the next attack is on lgbtq plus rights and the next attack is on voting rights and they're all before the supreme court and so i think what we need to do is recognize this for what it is this is a right-wing attack on our rights and it's a concerted effort sunny there are a lot of asian americans that are a part of this and there's something called a person i think they're the first few well yeah and and it can be started by a guy like that but it doesn't disrupt the facts that there's a personality rating that asian americans are having trouble with in Mm -hmm. regards to a cultural difference it's i wouldn't even say it's discriminatory it's downright racist they're Mm -hmm. judging them on a personality score and if you win on just test scores which Mm -hmm. by the way people think high school grades first then standardized test scores I don't know the name of that gal. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to play the clip. You should have seen Sunny Hostin's face when she's confronted with the fact that these Asian American students are being downgraded on the on the basis of their personality as though talk about a stereotype. Nobody can say anything about Barack Obama. Nobody can say anything about Stacey Abrams. The word angry can never be used in context with a conversation with a black woman because, oh, it's the stereotype of the angry black woman, which I've never even heard of in my life, right? It's just, oh, that's a trope. No, that there's, I don't even think there is such a thing as, as the angry black woman thing. That's just, that's just to call that a trope, to use that as a trope as a way to shut down a conversation, right? But, but the Democrat and, 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 but what's despicable here too? 
is Sonny Hostin saying, uh, the woman says, there are a lot of Asian Americans that are a part of this, and there's something called, and Hostin jumps in, I think there are a few. No, there's not a few. But why is it okay, even if it was just a few, why is it uh, okay for for there to be any racism towards Asian Americans, Sonny Hostin? Why wasn't that asked of her? Why didn't somebody say, well, wait a second. Why is it okay against any Asian Americans? It's it's racist, it, and it is discriminatory on its face. And I would also ask Sonny Hostin, why is it that the African American community is not only okay with racism and, and tropes and stereotypes against Asian Americans? When you why, why is that okay? Is it because the African American community thinks they're somehow better and deserves? to be given something that's taken away from the Asian American community and in particular why is it that the black the African American community clearly doesn't think that they can compete with Asian Americans how about y'all just actually try to compete why is it that you have to try to run down and try to diminish and try to minimize somebody else's achievements Instead of just working equally hard. I was just going to say, make that drive you and work extra hard. Or, or, or maybe the argument is, on behalf of Sonny Hostin, that African Americans aren't capable. Is that what it is? Because if you're capable as a community, then you should be able to compete. And if you're not capable, then step aside. The solution is not to take something away from somebody else. It's despicable. So then they have to get into talking about Clarence Thomas. Here's what, Joy, here's what Joy Behar had to say about that. Clip five. Everyone failed experiment. Uh, why does Clarence Thomas say he doesn't but, understand diversity? He's married to a white woman. No, this, but, isn't that diverse? Not, this is the, the Wait, but the point. What? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrea, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Clarence Thomas married his wife because he loved her. Yeah. Jenny Thomas. I mean, I, I read the I, I read his autobiography, by the way. Absolutely. So fascinating and interesting. He is just the most fascinating human being. And, and they hate that. And they hate that. So doesn't he understand diversity? Yeah. Like she was a diversity spouse. That was the diversity uh, marriage. What? And, and this obsession with diversity, categorizing human beings like chattel. Like we're a bunch of cattle that gets that gets categorized and, and moved around, kind of like if you watch how ranchers move the cattle around and they separate and they do. So this. yes, we can't fall in love with who we want to fall in love with now. No. But we have to make sure we're being diverse about our selection of a mate. Well, let me tell you, it's coming. Let me tell you, you cisgender is that what they call them? You cisgender straight males, you better be prepared to date a man who calls himself a woman. You know, otherwise, are you're bigoted. Now, Andrea, but I'm just saying. That, oh, that's already on its way. Uh huh. You're you're a bigot if you're not going to be willing to date a man who That's calls himself a woman. Right. Yeah. You've heard of diversity, equity, inclusion in the hiring process. Now it's going to be DEI in your dating life. That's what's coming. Uh, there was an article out today about a trans woman, i.e. a biological male. <laughs> this is like... <sighs> he not only identifies as a woman, Skins... He identifies as a disabled woman. He's always fantasized, he said, about being a woman in a wheelchair. Okay, first of all, who fantasizes about being disabled? It's almost an insult to the people that are. Well, it is. As though, you know, and and, and, and 
it is an insult because it it's a I don't want to The people that are disabled, Andrea, that's not something that they that they chose. It is an unfortunate life circumstance, and this guy right. and, is, and, uh, in my mind, making fun of that. And by and by criticizing him, I I don't want to I don't want to make it seem as though anybody disabled cannot go on and live an amazing of, life well, because they not. can't. So I, that, that's why I'm hesitating on how I frame this. Understandable. It is. It, it's not something they choose. It minimizes it. It makes it seem like it's a fashion choice that he's in this wheelchair. Oh, I always fantasized about being a brunette, right? Or I always fantasized about being tall enough to walk a runway. It's that kind of thing. It's this is this is a mental illness going on in this country. There was there was uh, you pulled another thing for me. Speaking of trans, this is how you can know. That it's it that the left and using all this trans stuff is so much about just the cultural Marxist destroying a, a country. This is not about anything other than that. Uh, we had an NBC reporter today. I'm going to take a break. We come back. You're going to hear about how vo- voter ID laws are actually discriminatory against trans people. <laughs> this is almost as sick as somebody fantasizing a man fantasizing about being a disabled woman in a wheelchair. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Have no fear, Andrea. You're still in this thing. I don't know. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I can't seem to find the numbers for tonight's Powerball. It was supposed to be at 11 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 p.m. our time. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing the numbers here. So uh, if, if you guys know them, call in because I got my, I got my little ticket to ride here. Okay. Uh, my, our most important ticket though. By the way, great Beatles song. Did I quote the Beatles again? You did, girl. Ted Gummit. How do I keep quoting a band that I don't like I think at you all? I secretly <laughs> like the Beatles. How does that song, how does that, so how does Ticket to Ride go? I've got a, a ticket, ticket to, to ride, ride, and I don't care. Yeah, not a good song. I don't know why I quoted it. All right. Um, speaking of our ticket, our ticket to... Uh, oh, um, I, I started to segue into our ticket being voting. I wanted to read out a, a, an email from a listener. It actually is our buddy Don Jans. I was talking about democracy earlier and saving democracy. I, I get it, Don Jans. Uh, you know, I, it was... a. Um, he said here, the last thing we want to do is save democracy. We were formed as a republic. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We are a republic of states. We are a republic. Um, so we got to make sure that we remind the American people that we're not a democracy and we don't really want to be a democracy. And, but, and gotcha. notice, Andrea, that the Democrats say democracy, democracy over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And the Republican Party, we, we tend to fall into that as well. Um, all right. So speaking of the elections and before the break, we were talking about uh, trans and uh, this <sighs> mentally ill person, man who's fantasized about being a woman in a wheelchair on um, this whole trans. It, it, you know, they're trying to make MAGA seem like the fringe and the extreme. No fringe and extreme is trying to recruit five year olds into transgenderism to try to normalize this transgender movement so that they can increase it for power, right? It's a way to try to pierce the Judeo-Christian principles and fabric of our nation, right? And it also is an identity group that they can use also to claim victimhood and discrimination for power. So the latest excuse 
for why we can't have voter ID, why we can't secure our elections is because it's discriminatory against trans people. I kid you not. Please play clip seven. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yerkeba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be most. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. My nickname by those who know me well is Ange. Everybody, you know, uh, I don't really hear it much, you know, around here anymore. A lot of people call me AK. But when everybody called me Ange, If I were to go in to vote, it wouldn't matter that my ID said Andrea on it. What do I care whether or not my ID says says that my my pet name that I go by? That doesn't stop me from voting. The person at the polls doesn't care what what nickname people call me. What does it matter if my ID says Barbara, but everybody else calls me Bob? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Nobody's stopping you from voting because the name that you go by isn't on your ID. How does that stop you from voting? This is insane. Oh, it doesn't match my gender that I like to go by. Nobody's checking your body parts. What are you going in and, and dropping your trousers in front of people? Oh, because it says M on your ID, but you've had something whacked off. So what? There's nobody checking your body parts. I'm so sick and tired of this crap. I'm not going to be bullied. I'm it's not going to be bullied. It's a, well, it's a way to bully us. That too. It's about trying to come up with, you know, at the same time that they're coming for us to criminalize us, calling us election deniers. We've got trans people claiming that they can't vote. If, the, if there's an ID with a name that doesn't pa- match some name, th- that's not election denying? That's not claiming fraud in the election? That's not claiming some kind of process with the election? I'm so sick and tired of this crap. I'm, not, I'm, I'm tired of them trying to weaponize people with a mental disorder against me. You want a voter ID that matches your parts? Then go down to the DMV before, in time before the election... And get yourself a new ID if you want and have it match the name on your voter registration. That's nobody's, your problem not, to solve. Stopping people that, from doing right. That. That's your problem to solve. Stop messing up my elections and messing up the country for everybody else because of your mental illness. How's that? All right. I got fired up right at the end of my show. All right. <laughs> Glad to have you all with me. See you tomorrow night on uh, Friday Eve. Good luck on the Powerball if you happen to know the numbers. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.